0: holiday
1: new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com.
2: It sounds like the Almond Brothers to me.
3: Yeah, I can see that. It's not bad, though. Not bad at all. Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. That's PGA DFS Strategy Show here at Stochastic. I'm Ben Razit. That's Eric Lindquist. We are here to talk a little Rocket Mortgage Classic. I'll be honest, that and the 3M, in my mind, they kind of blur together. I think I took some elements (laughs) from this course last week. That wasn't the answer. But we're in Detroit. We're going to break it all down. We have some quality players here, and we obviously have some big-time prize pools across the industry from prize picks. To DraftKings, to FanDuel. So we're going to get into all of it today, sir. How are we doing on this Tuesday? I'm doing all right. Are you? Are you okay over there? I w- I want to cheer you up. I feel like you need a hug. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. You're Definitely just good. laser focused. Yeah, I'm focused. Uh, you got to get okay. focused for these events. College football is a month away. All things. That's what it in is. My world. I knew. I
2: knew there was something. You were just watching Mac tape. Like 10 minutes ago. Weren't Probably. You?
3: Okay. It's possible. Someone did ask me about Bowling Green today. That's a true story. That's another show for another time. <laughs> oh we'll get into God. that maybe at the end of the show, but hopefully let's... they went to Bowling Green. I think it was doubtful, um, okay. but don't sleep on the Falcons. Anyway, let's start the show off with a little prize picks action. They are powering this show. If you have not been over there i know you've done a ton of content over there i'm doing a daily video so if, if you do sign up and we're going to give you that hundred dollar first match deposit bonus with the promo code Awesomeo, check out the videos it can really help you you're talking about over under prop based contests different types of categories whether it's birdies matchups fairways that they have a lot of different things they also right now have uh, your favorite thing they have uh props for live out so we'll see wow. if they put out the pga tour stuff the live stuff is posted. So keep an eye on that. There's just a lot of opportunities over there. You can get up to 10x that entry fees, three, four, five like parlays. It's a lot of fun. Really, really encourage people to get over to PrizePix, PrizePicks.com, or download that app and use that promo code Awesomeo. Now, 3M open. What did you make of it? My guy, Grio almost won the tournament.
2: Yeah, your guy, Grio almost won the tournament. The but chalk hit again. Um, in terms of fee now, obviously Hideki, I had 30% of, and that was bad. Uh, very, very bad. Uh, so it got my week off to a very poor start watching that implosion and then withdrawal, but, uh, there were a lot of smart people who decided not to do that. I I think for me, what it is, is that I'm always willing to inherit some of the risk, but there wasn't an ownership discount that I thought was going to show up based on the news we were getting Wednesday and based on what his form was. If I had known he was going to actually be 22%, which was kind of the going number I know in the $15 and everything else, I would have just hit eject. I, I never would have played him at that number. So uh, yeah, that was a big mistake. So one of the things that I probably don't do enough on these shows is talk about the things that I really, really get wrong. We always emphasize the things that we get right because yay, we're doing great content. Go us. It's great. But I think just being open and honest about mistakes you made. Hideki was a massive, massive mistake on my part. So I'm trying not to run it back with some ridiculousness like that. But I will say Tony Finow and Showdown was like 50% on, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I kind of want to get your take on this because this is a really difficult thing for me. Showdowns become exponentially more popular. You have 50K, 100K uh, to first prize pools for it. I know a lot of people are out there grinding for it. and We don't really talk about it on these shows. When you have a guy who's obviously the class of the field, like a Tony Finau, and he's projected for 50% ownership here at Stochastic, do you have any kind of a lean on how you approach those kind of situations in a very weak field, like what we had at the 3M?
3: Yeah, I mean, like anything, there's a lot of nuance. Uh, Generally, when Mm -hmm. someone is that popular, I I tend to think in the long run, you should probably look elsewhere, uh, particularly with large top heavy tournaments. We talk about that, but it also, they're popular for a reason. There is the other right. side of it. Tony Finau was the best player in that field. He set up really well, and he performed, and he was the most likely winner. Was he going to, was likely that he was going to win? No, obviously not, but he did, and we see that. So I, I think there's a, a time and a place for chalk, and we're going to talk about that again this week, whether it's showdown or, or you know, a full tournament. You, you have to pick your spots and Shawk hits a lot, but when it doesn't, you get paid off exponentially and it makes up for the times that you pivot. That's always been my philosophy.
2: All right, love it. Just wanted to talk through it a little bit because yeah. I think we could run into a lot of the same kind of things this week. I mean, there's there's some other guys that exist at the top of the board here that surround Finau. Now you get Will Zalatoris, Cameron Young, Max Homa, Patrick Cantley, uh, some other guys that can take away from some of that ownership. Whereas once you lost to Hideki, uh, unless you were going to play Adam Hadwin, who played great on Sunday, there was no true pivot off of now, and it just created a very difficult process for me when it came to showdown stuff. Uh, I forgot to get my pets in on Thursday, which is probably a good thing. Uh, Tyler talking before the show, JT Poston, uh, T11 would have definitely crushed my soul. That would have been unfun. But uh, I, I you know, just grinded the MLB streets, and uh, it was a fortuitous thing because DFS, oh boy, 30% a decky that sunk the ship pretty early.
3: Yeah, I needed Schwab, but overall, it was oh him incredible.
2: too. Oh my God, I was way that over on Schwab.
3: I yeah. did you watch any of his round on Saturday? You can no. Even I had better. It things
2: was. To do than that. Well, I didn't. I yeah. was dog sitting.
3: Well, there you go. That's, well, I mean, my that's own a perfect dog. catalyst to watch some Matthias Schwab.
2: Yeah, was, I wish I hadn't. I wish I had been
3: picking up dog poop. It would have been more. I, fun. I've learned. I've learned the hard way that Schwab. It's been rough, but these are the, this is the kind of stuff though, that we have to kind of put out in the back of our mind because in fields like this, we don't have the luxury of choosing, you know, these are not majors you're going to have to dig. You're going to have to find some uncomfortable plays. And we're going to do that here. Uh, I already, as I said, early in the show, I'm not going to go through prize picks again, keep an eye. If they drop, I'm interested to see what the birdies or better lines are on prize picks. We will see if those are up. If there is, my video will drop tomorrow for them. Cause I have a feeling Detroit country club, uh, It looks like it's going to be pretty easy. This course, there's some issues here. You can really attack these par fives. They've got some short par fours. It seems like all systems go in terms of attacking. What do you see when you look here? To me, uh, you can be pretty aggressive. You're going to hit a lot of greens. You can get out of trouble. And you certainly can go low and be aggressive.
2: Yeah, I'll say right from the get-go, I mean, it's a, it's a fun finish at least if nothing else with this golf tournament, 18 is a beast, Um, but 17 coming through, that's a make or break kind of hole coming down the stretch. We've seen that a couple of times. I mean, Bryson lapped the field the first time it was held here. So not really there, but uh, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at a very gettable par five there before you get to, I believe the hardest hole on the golf course, even though 11 plays a little bit more difficult. It's a 233 yard par three. That makes some sense, but uh, just looking through it, Birdies are going to be made. You get the standard five uh, four par fives. That just creates a lot of birdie opportunities for these guys. It's an old-style type golf course. I think it looks pretty good on TV. Uh, obviously, in, in Detroit there, it looks really green, really lush. Uh, but it is so easy for these dudes. Uh, if they're not hitting it in the rough, which I don't really think it's going to be as long as what it was last year uh, as I'm comparing some of the notes. But uh, it's definitely going to be a, a spot where you better be getting streaks. You better be getting, uh, you know, four under 70 bonuses. You better be kind of uh, collecting it on all ends because people are going to rip it apart.
3: Yeah, it's certainly not a week where placement points are going to f- define much. Obviously, they're correlated because if you play really well, you're going to get streaks and bonuses, but you're going to be able to outscore your placement points. There's no doubt about that. And You're going to be able... They have a lot of birdie opportunities, and that's why guys like Denny McCarthy, who's already been mentioned in chat, is going to be in play, because you're going to have a bunch of looks from 10 to 15 feet on these holes, and it's going to be about converting them. But let's dive in to the top tier. Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Will Z, and Cam Young, four north of 10K, no one at 11K. Everyone's in the same range. It's a little stronger than last week, but at the same time, I think it does resemble kind of... Finau, Deki, Sanjay. You know, you've got four players here, Cantley leading us off.
2: Yeah, Cantley should be the most popular guy at 10-7. You're talking about a flat putting surface challenge. Uh, I feel pretty good backing Patrick Cantley in those kind of spots. Uh, one of the interesting notes of this golf course too, uh, forgot to throw this in as well. There's an elevation change of 43 feet, which is kind of insane. You go out your back door just about anywhere you live in the world, and you would imagine that 43 feet is going to be you know, something that you see in terms of like there's a hill somewhere like for me, I'm in uh, just basically close to Burbank and you look outside and I can see 43 43 feet up a hill there. These type of spots, I do think flat greens play really well into phenomenal putters. They don't have to they don't have to really do a whole hell of a lot 15 to 20 feet here, Patrick Canley. I think you just kind of back him in this spot. He's the most popular. He should be Finao, we're going to have to pay attention to the ownership coming off of a win. I really don't care when it comes to a guy like Finao. he just travels around with his family and plays golf. Doesn't drink. He's just your typical happy go lucky Mormon dude. Um, And then will Zalatoris. I I love the guy. Uh, Is he going to get over the hump here? Is he going to finally get in the winner's circle? I don't know. Um, the putter has been better than people think it is, but I, I, just feel like I'm gravitating myself to Cantley and I'll get different elsewhere.
3: Yeah. I mean, again, you have to take these fields for what they are in terms of who's at the top, all of these guys, uh, you know, you can make cases for Patrick Cantley to me. I, I think is, it's fair to say that he's kind of a cut above and I think he's the safest play on the board. It's going to be very, very popular. He's the betting favorite. He hasn't had the best year, certainly in terms of winning events, uh, take away the Xander pairing, but everything else has been good. He's consistently around the top of the board. He feels like he's certainly the most likely for a top 10 and things of that nature. I do think that Cam Young is going to be very, very popular. The time, naturally, to play him was at the open, coming off the two missed cuts, but I also think it's warranted. He can be so aggressive off the tee here. He's obviously... Really thrived when he can do that and dismantle these courses. He missed the cut at the US Open and the Scottish Open in really tough conditions. He didn't really have it at Memorial. All of those courses to me grouped together. And this course doesn't even resemble that at all. So I think this is going to be a pretty good fit. I assume that people will be starting with Cam Young on a lot of teams. But as I always ask you, do you anticipate having Cantley Fenows, Will Z, Cam Young type combos uh, with two guys up here?
2: Yep, I definitely do. It's. I don't think it's that difficult this week. Also, we don't have like an 11K, an 11.5. We're not paying up for Rory. We're not paying up for those guys. And similar to last week, I said you could definitely get up there. You needed Finau. No kidding. Uh, Won the golf tournament. He's pretty good. Uh, But I thought it was pretty easy to pair him with, you know, either Hadwin or anybody else in the upper nines, low tens. I think it's pretty I, I think a lot of people are going to go Finau, Young, Cantley, Young. Um, probably a little bit harder to go Cantley, um, but not by that much. So I think there's enough at the lower sevens. Uh, my boy got her up. God bless his soul. But we're going to be getting to to some of those guys. CT Pan existing. We'll we'll talk about all of them. Svensen in a bounce back spot. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to still find my way to to a number of these two 10k guys.
3: Yeah. I mean, it definitely can, even if you go, can't lay fee now, you're still North of 7,000 for four mm-hmm. spots. It's, it's very doable. Um, part of it's going to depend on how much you like the nine K range. Cause that's going to be basically inaccessible to you if you do that. And that's the opportunity cost that you're incurring. Now, if the nine K range busts uh, you're going to see a lot of double 10 K lineups, I think get out there. It's just a matter of lineup construction. That's something that we always talk about, but let's talk, let's bring in, Max Homa, Cam Davis, the champ, Adam Scott, Keegan, Kisner. uh, Well, Denny McPutz is in the AK range, but you've got five more names here. How low will you go in terms of a starting point? And where do you think, like to me, Homa certainly could belong uh, with the guys we already talked about.
2: Yeah, he's my favorite play this week. I think I'm going to be landing on a ton of Homa. I don't really understand why he's just completely overlooked. And I know you and I have talked a lot about him being somebody you want to play at tougher golf courses, if not majors, because, you know, he's played well at Riviera. He's played well at, at the Memorial. He won the Wells Fargo this year. There's a lot of things where, You can see him on on difficult golf courses. That Willis Fargo was just brutal how difficult it was over the weekend, and he just lapped the field uh, in terms of just being successful there. 71-68 was like shooting 65-65 over that weekend, but uh, I don't really care about his Open or Scottish. I'm just kind of writing everything off from that. It looked really, really good before it, and you're going to give me Max Homa, sub-15% in a putting contest. I'm pretty happy to take those kind of shots, so he's – more than capable. Uh I like him. I'm also good, starting to get on board with your boy, Cam Davis. You called him the champ, so I'll let you talk about him because he he's is. also your boy. But um he came very, very close to four sub-70 rounds, which could have changed a lot of things for me. I had a couple good lineups with him. uh, Not enough of them, but
3: I would have had zero if it weren't for you. Cameron Davis, talk to me about him. I mean, so Cameron Davis, it's the same story every week. And it's starting... So it's always a problem when you're making big time mistakes, but it's he's starting to get good enough where he's got to start cutting these out. And what I what I mean by that is, is Cam Davis is an elite scorer. He's been doing that for a while. He's been outscoring his placement points forever. But as I, I said before, the 3M, he had 13 double bogeys over his last four events. What did he do with the 3M? He came in 16th. He threw together another 20 birdies and eagle, but he had four double bogeys. Again, you just can't have four double bogeys and expect to win golf tournaments. Now, for placement points, he's outstanding. 20, you know, 20 birdies and an eagle is serious, serious points for streaks and bonuses. But if we're really tapping into the upside, we need him to limit the damage. He did that last year. He won this tournament. I -hmm. think Cam Davis is going to be the type of player that he's going to have certain courses where he stays out of trouble more often than not, and the scoring travels a lot more uh, than the getting up and down. So I like him again. I bet him at 33-1. to 1. Cam Davis, to me, if he continues to score like this, he will limit the mistakes a couple times, and he will be right in the thick of it.
2: Yeah, he was awesome last year. Uh, four sub-70s, 68-68, 67-67. 68, He's a scorer and yeah, yes. you, you don't have the water that you had to deal with last week. Uh, there's, there's really not that there's some random creeks and fairways and some, some old school Donald Ross type stuff. Uh, that's kind of fun. I always enjoy these type of designs a little bit more than, than most, I guess that's kind of what I'm used to growing up in the Midwest is you get some of these extreme type, Like old school designs in in old school places like Detroit, you go to uh, Chicago, Medina, you get a lot of these free flowing spots with little creeks rather than you know the massive lakes in Minnesota for newer golf courses and uh, things of that nature. So Cameron Davis, he's definitely going to be a target. I find myself building with those two quite a bit, especially considering you're guaranteed to get less than fifteen percent, whereas everybody above them, yeah, sure, they're the better class of player, but. I mean, home has shown to, to, to be able to handle it. Cameron Davis won against a little bit of a weaker field last season. So do keep that in account where he didn't have to deal with the Cantleys and the females from what I'm, I'm looking through, but uh, it's still going to be a spot where, where Cameron Davis should be able to shine.
3: Yeah. I, again, I, I think that he's shown he's got the talent. He's got the upside. He can attack. It's, he gets himself into a lot of trouble. I really, so far of all the golfers we talked about, I wouldn't push back on any of them. Then we get to Adam Scott, who I'm just a little confused even why he's here. So he's played the PGA, the Memorial, the U.S. Open and the Open basically in the past two months. To add the Rocket Mortgage is a little weird. I'm sure he's got his reasons. But what do you do with a guy that at this stage in his career, when you look at the events he plays here, it's only the the cream of the crop premier type fields.
2: So there's, I, I thought about this and I'm not, I didn't see it on Twitter. I was looking around on it a little bit this morning. There's that rule in order to get any of the, the money at the end of the year that you have to add a new tournament to your mm-hmm. schedule or two different tournaments to your schedule at the end of the year with all these guys leaving for live, you're taking off Kepka Bryson. Does Adam Scott have a chance to vault into that top 10 for like a million, two million? where he's got a social media influence. He's got a following. I think he just added it as one of those tournaments where he randomly has to play in a new event.
3: Very possible. I mean, very, very possible. I don't have any inside information on like why he did that. Yeah, It's just tough to know because when you look at his, whether it's recent form or stats, you have to understand that the courses that he's playing and the fields that he's playing are not this. So it, it's uh-huh. just a tough evaluation. I don't think he'll be nearly as popular as most of the names that we've talked about. I'm kind of indifferent. I think it's a little thin to start with him, but I think he's a pretty reasonable second man in.
2: Adam Scott? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my my hot take is Keegan Bradley wins this event. So, okay, well, that, uh, that'll so take those shares. We're probably going to not do that if you're me. I just write off everything we saw over in Europe with Keegan Bradley. If you basically cross off the Open and the Scottish Open, just get a hold of this. Top 20 travelers. Top 10 at the U.S. Open. Top 40 at the Memorial, top 50 at the PGA, second at the Wells Fargo, fourth at the Zurich, eighth at the Valero, fifth at the Players. The putter has been so much better for him of late this entire season that it's it's really not even funny. Over the course of his last 50 rounds, top 50 in putting for Keegan, that is such a win. It's not even real life. Uh, he's a ball striking extraordinaire. This reminds me more of like an East Coast type golf courses, you know, in in Boston, things of that nature, where he's obviously showed out. I think Keegan is just such an easy back. And let everybody look at the last two weeks. Let everybody take that into account. But on American soil, you talk about anybody in the 9K range. He has the best form this season.
3: I mean, you you make a case certainly you know, the Open and, and Scottish Open or not what I think uh, is really worth considering with Keegan's evaluation. He's thrived. And, and we've said for, you know, you don't have to be a genius to look at Keegan and say, man, if he could putt, this guy would be a really consistent player on tour. And he has putted like a world-class player. Is that going to stay forever? Probably not. Is he running unsustainably hot? Probably. But you don't know when it's going to end. And, and you can certainly continue to hold on because we've also seen a million times Keegan Bradley dominate T to green, lose strokes, putting, and give you a quality return. You referenced some of the tournaments over the past year, the players championship being one of them. He came in fifth. He lost a stroke putting. Uh, it hasn't been all the putter all the time. So I get it again. I, I mean, I'm sure if you're making enough lineups, you'll have some lineups that start with Keegan or is that too thin?
2: No, I'll, I'll uh,
3: starting with Keegan. Yeah, and going like very balanced.
2: <laughs> I mean, it better have Denny McCarthy, Maverick McNeely, Theagla. Yeah, I, I think it could definitely happen. Uh, your boy Davis Riley. I know that was sarcasm. Uh, not my boy. Nobody's boy. Cameron Tringali. Damn you, sir! First time I ever play him went about as well as I could have hoped. Uh, that being a miscut. So whatever.
3: I, I, uh, yeah, oh. go ahead. I just, I'm interested, Joe, just to know because if Keegan if you like him to take Love you know him. a ton of placement points, then you can go more balanced and hope that he, he can outdo most of the guys up top and it sets the table a little bit. But I, I think again, more likely you're looking at him Kisner Scott types as, as your second man. in.
2: correct. Yeah. And, and that's just, that's just fine. I mean, uh, I built a couple lineups before the show. Most of them had Max Homa, a part of them. I said, I mean, he's, I think he's the most solid guy just in terms of where the ownership is and everything else. Keegan Bradley. I mean, it's just so glaring to see him under 10% because that is such recency bias and two golf courses that have nothing to do with what we're facing here back on American soil. It's just such an easy jam Keegan spot for me. It's not even funny. I do like Denny McCarthy, your boy, Mr. Putter, uh, Maverick McNeely, all of our boys. I think it's just fine to actually start with him here. I hadn't really thought about that just because of how much I was getting to Homa Davis, but uh, mm. I'll definitely have to consider it.
3: Yeah. The next range. I mean, you, you've got guys who are elite putters that are going to keep them in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Denny McCarthy, Matt, I have zero issues with either of them. I mean, all these guys, you're going to see ebbs and flows. Thiegel was clearly a disappointment last week, but he wasn't terrible. He lost a couple strokes putting, just didn't really have it with the irons and he missed a cut. That's going to happen. I don't see any glaring issues. I'm fine with the bounce back for him. I'm fine with the bounce back with Davis Riley, who also lost strokes putting. Um, I, I don't really have a, a ton to say. I think I would rather go to Maverick if I had the money over those two, but it's very, very close.
2: Yeah, I'm really not enjoying the Fiegel, a up slow starts that we've had of late. Uh, it seems like they kind of shoot themselves in the foot round one every time. And got her up has found a way. You know, John Deere, he made his way up to a phenomenal finish top three there. And then for, for our boy Fiegel here, he found a way to a 16th at the John Deere after an opening like 70, what was it, 73, 74? I mean, it was something just really nasty in round one. He's got to get out of the gate better here. Yeah, 74 at the John Deere. Found his way to a 16th with 65, 65, 68 to finish. Back-to-back 73s at the 3M to miss the cut. Whatever. I still think he's got a major ability and I think of this as like being the college tournament type golf courses where he's used to having to go low in these kind of events, you know, shooting 15, 16, 17 under to win college events. Cause that's what you have to do nowadays. It's just absurd how good these guys are, but I'm okay getting to him. I will not be playing him way over the field. Like I've been a lot of late because I do think the Maverick McNeely is mispriced at 8,800. Uh, I do think Davis Riley Bears, a little bit of ownership, if not like 14%. I'm probably going to be shorting that a little bit. But for me, the the glaring guy on the board in the AK range is Adam Hadwin. He's down to 8,400 now. Uh, this is a far cry. We've been playing him at what? He was 10-4 at the John Deere. Played horrendous, so whatever. 9,600 last week and now down to 8,400. That feels like a really quick trigger by DK, dropping him to that number. The ownership's come along with it. But I'm curious what you think about him and the rest of the range.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, this is one, like most ranges, certainly going to lean on our tools that's stochastic to, to paint a picture. First of all, of the ownership, who's popping out ownership wise. We'll see how that matures as we get to Thursday. And then just kind of the leverage that comes with it, because you've got a lot of volatile guys. You mentioned that mentality and I've always, you know, preached that the corn fairy mentality is 25 under, you've got to go low. You got to attack. And that's what we're going to see at the rocket mortgage. I think that helps some of those guys a little more now Hadwin, he's shown he can do that as well because he's a really good putter crafty around the green and it does feel like maybe he's bottomed out a little bit in terms of the pricing you're talking about a couple thousand uh drop in just a couple weeks and it hasn't been terrible but tringale your boy is right there and say what you want about him the stats line up perfectly he he gained 3.2 strokes t to green in two rounds he lost five strokes putting route to a bad miscut at the 3m it feels like an easy buyback spot on a guy like tringale uh who's got good course history everything really checks out so even though he's a frustrating player i think i'd go tringale over hadwin interesting okay i
2: I i don't mind it with the ownership gap between them right now i mean you're getting half the ownership for tringale i don't completely hate it it's just i think had hadwin better player Uh, i think more long term i'm looking at hadwin as being somebody who can be something still cameron tringali does have these spots though and as he said i mean five strokes putting that's just ridiculous um but uh i'm having a tough time figuring out what i want to do in this in this low eight simply because then you run into gary woodland webb simpson henley of course uh putter extraordinaire uh from time to time of course not not always but feel pretty good about this and uh the, the, they're coming in with pretty low ownership but number one in stroke scan approach out of this entire field over the last 50 rounds is mr russell henley and he's just showing up in a lot of my builds you got to hit the ball close to the hole and then you just make a bunch of putts and he looks capable of it he's 74th in putting over his last 50 rounds here as well uh, amongst this field and that's really no bueno but uh I just long-term think of him as a really good putter. I don't know what's going on in that department. If it can spike for a week, uh, hold on to your butts because he could be really good.
3: Yeah, Henley's a really tough one for me because you mentioned how good he's been on the approach. Really hasn't paid off at all, and that, that worries me because how much better can he get with the irons? He needs something else. He's got zero top 10s uh, since January, and, and lately it's been even worse. Miscut, 41st, 60th, miscut. 62nd now Mm -hmm. his last three events the pga the u.s open and the open so (laughs) you have to understand that there's obviously a big class drop here he's a bermuda specialist that doesn't help but he's the type of guy and we've seen russell russell henley he can go out and gain seven eight nine strokes on the approach and, and you pair that with putting uh the guy's got three wins on tour in two of them he gained 12 strokes putting so we know his formula is sync up your irons and gain 12 strokes, putting and win events. Does it happen often? No. Can it happen? Absolutely. So I get it. Not much down here. I think this is going to be a GPP range. Like I don't web Henley Woodland Hubbard, nothing jumped off the page. When I looked at these guys,
2: uh, Henley did just because of the approach numbers, but um, yeah, I think web 8,300, not that you need to be going crazy. He's been so, so bad, but 13th at the Travelers, just mailed it in at the John Deere in the open. I, I don't know what's going on entirely. Um, Obviously, the neck deal could still be lingering, but Gary Woodland there, 8,100, kind of showing up a little bit for me. But yeah, I, I guess it's not nearly as enticing. You get to the upper sevens, and that's that's where we're really talking because I think there's a lot of GPP-type guys that we could be getting to there, not just our boy Kim, but uh, yeah, def- definitely going to be more upper eights for me combining with some lower sevens.
3: Yeah, well, let's start to dig into it because, you know, as traditionally the pricing does, you got like 10 guys north of 9K, maybe another 10 in the eights.
1: Experience all new connections with monthly annual and bundled plans. Find the one that works for you at Curiositystream.com.
3: And then there's 130 guys for the six and seven K range. So the options, the pivots, the choices are all there when we talk about the seven K range in the mid range. So let's dive into that. I will say, I see all the loyal, loyal PGA fans in here. So I know you guys have already hit the like button, but for the newcomers, for people that are hopping in that found the channel, Welcome aboard. If you want to support us, easiest way is to hit that like button and make sure you subscribe. Ton of content from prize picks to, you know, DraftKings, every sport, NFL, college football is coming soon. Do not want to miss out on all the good content we've got here. And then, of course, on our Odd Shopper YouTube as well. But Siwoo Kim leads us off. Chris Kirk, Streelman, Stallings, Merritt. I mean, let's just talk about the upper sevens because it's such a big range. You have every type of player you want. So how do you go about evaluating this? Do you, do you separate them in terms of safety, upside skill set? Do you rely on ownership? There's so many ways to go here.
2: Yeah, so I what, it, what I generally do is I have a program in Chrome that pastes the DK odds directly to the page uh, on DraftKings so I can just look at it as I'm talking about it. And there's one guy who pops up with a 40 to 1 number that is just different than everybody else. You have Siwoo at 50 to 1. But this guy is comparable to Adam Hadwin, who has a 40-to-1 number. Thiegel, who has a 40-to-1 number. Davis Riley, who has a 40-to-1 number. That is Chris Kirk. Wow. I mean, it's pretty crazy to see Chris Kirk at this kind of a number, but you start digging into it and I think it makes a little bit of sense why he's being valued so high around the greens third in terms of this field over the last 50 rounds, ninth in DK points, which is just so valuable when you talk about scoring and just and somebody who needs to make birdies Uh, fifth at the PGA seventh at the RBC Canadian fifth at the Arnold Palmer seventh at the Honda. So yeah, some more difficult golf courses there, but he's definitely shown the ability to, to show out in these kind of fields I just love his uh, his his grit and everything else that he's doing in his real life uh, to to be able to get sober and everything else. Uh, It's translated into some really good golf this year. And I just kind of have to look at him different than I look at the other guys in this range outside of Kim, of course, who's a top 40 player in the world and has shown us no reasons not to be there. But at 16 percent, is it weird that I think he might be a little bit undervalued at that number?
3: I mean, certainly, he's not going to be sneaky. I think we know that, but I know right. what you're saying—that he could, he could—and we'll see how it it goes. Swell to the mid 20s, I think, in single entry, three max, you could see that because Chris Kirk's stats really jump off the page. Well-rounded player right now. He's performed well here as well. I, I see it, so he's going to be popular. I think he's going to be cash viable, and I like Chris Kirk. I think he's that he here. makes for a really solid mid-range play and. Honestly, I don't think there's that much difference between him and some of the guys we've already talked about in the mid eights. You're getting a good price. Mark Hubbard has withdrawn. Yes, so don't play him uh, unless you're really going to be sneaky. Stalling? I expect everybody
2: to shoot 15 over. What? That's what I'm saying. Everybody shoots 15 oh, over. Yeah, that's and then the, the zero draft, right? The zero comes through. There it is. That's Yeah, uh, you're playing the reliever in baseball.
3: That's a mega mind genius situation. So we got, we got my man, Troy Merritt right there, who, I mean, his out is to gain a bunch of strokes putting. He's done that before. He's the runner-up last year to Camp Davis. Tom Kim is going to continue to be, like, got her up a name that we're going to see. He should have missed the cut maybe, but he didn't, and he came in 26 at the 3M, and he's continuously in these mid-range. He's got to be in play, doesn't he? Not that I'm saying I I like him much, but uh, I think he certainly has got to be viable in the mid-7s.
2: Yeah, I, I just got distracted because you said Chris Goderup's a name
3: now. Yeah, he's a name.
2: He's a person. Isn't that wild when you're just like, who? When we did the betting video, what? It was like a month and a half ago. Nobody had heard of this cat. That's how quickly so, it changes. It does change very, very fast. And... I don't know, it's a beautiful thing that that these kids are as predictable as what they are. Whereas before, you just never knew who was gonna be Colin Murakawa and who was gonna be Ty Tryon. I mean, those are I still two don't different think names. we know,
3: but that's a different discussion. Like <laughs> you think Ty Tryon could bring it back? No, I just mean that there's so <laughs> many guys for every God up. Right? like where's your boy Batia? I haven't seen him.
2: I've never stuck my neck out for Patia. No, the no, the, no, guy, I just mean the guy I stuck my neck out for is Austin Eckrote. And he's ripping up the corn fairy tour right now. Well, he'll so he'll be back.
3: He'll well, be Brandon back. Harkins.
2: Just saying Austin Eckrote is coming down the pipeline. Get ready. Brandon Harkins. That was never my guy. Stop it. No, that was, that was it. my guy. Okay, I have back. three guys. I have Figala, I have got her up and I have Eckrote and we'll see how it pans out on that third one. He has to kind of play in tour events to be viable, right? I mean,
3: my guys are Bud Cawley. Oh, yeah. Have you ever Uh, read any stories about Bud Cawley's dad? Bud Cawley's dad? No, I I haven't dug that far into the family tray.
2: You should. It is wild what that guy had to deal with with his dad. Like he has a restraining order on his dad. I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble, but I'm pretty sure there is some bad blood there. That is for damn sure. He went to Alabama, right? If I'm thinking of the right kid. I know. I have, anyway. no,
3: I have no idea, but all right, we will look. Troy
2: Merritt's a good play. There you go. I like it. Is Cam Champ a good play because Cam Champ oh, is there. Nah. Scoring, scoring, I guess. He can just go out and bomb it everywhere here, right? You can just hit driver everywhere, even though he doesn't really like doing that. Um, Cameron Champ, God. Are we going to come off of that? He just went hero, straight up hero. What, five missed cuts. He ended up like six or 7%, it looked like. And then he found a way to get in the weekend and he converted on Sunday. My God, that was a tilt fest. He gained 3.4 strokes game putting after losing for six straight. The way I look at it is maybe that is the only golf course on planet Earth that he can putt at. Maybe it is. And there you go. I can't play Cameron Champ now that especially people are actually going to click on his name this week.
3: I'd agree. Uh, There's little to no correlation between Cameron Champ's recent form and how he's going to perform in a given week. He does strike me like Cam Davis that you will see him play well at the same courses over and over. I do think that's something that will make him pretty predictable in that sense. Uh, But at the same time, when he thrives, he gains so many strokes putting and that's not predictable in my opinion. So uh, I have nothing to say there. I would rather play Merritt. I would rather play. So what do you make of the mid-seventh? I almost said something that was going to get me in trouble. Do it. I'd rather play Jason Day, but I don't think I can do it. He made a lot of, he made 15 birdies, 17 bogeys at the 3M. He did find the weekend, but that's about it. I still find myself looking and saying, man, day in the mid-sevenths in a field like this feels like a buy." But at this point, it's a more than a reasonable question to ask. Is it really a buy at this point?
2: No. I mean, yeah, I, it's like Ricky. Like, is is I, I'm it, playing. I would like, rather play Ricky again. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I want to. No, I know.
3: I know what you mean. I, I just it's the same thing with Ricky. He he was a little better at the 3M, but is he giving you any placement points unless he's out scoring and it's getting true. some streaks and bonuses? There hasn't been much. Would you rather roll those shares to Johnny Vegas, to Pendrith, to God are up? Japan. I mean, Psh. there's. I'm assuming your answer Cotter is yes, right? Up.
2: Yeah, we're just jamming Carter up. Like, come on. Are we? 7.4%. Yeah, I am. If he can stop this first round garbage, trash, whatever is going on with him, this kid is so good. He's so stupid good. And you can look at the putting numbers and say, all right, well, you know, it's a putting contest, Eric. And when he is going to put it better. I mean, he's still 60th in strokes game putting. He has That's no not issues it, yeah. with like not, like mid, mid-range putting. Looks fine to me. No, but I'm saying that that's the sentiment with him because he's had two or three strokes gain, lost putting in like final rounds and like in spots like this. Got her up. I mean, this is just an absolute play a lot of him. He mashes it off the tee. And the reason that his off the tee numbers aren't so good right now is because he's not hitting fairways. Like he's going to be able to just go bomb and gouge uh, at a golf course like this. The guy's 14th in strokes gain approach. He's such a good I said, I think the the ball striking is just going to take him to the top sooner rather than later. I think he gets in contention. I like him as a top 10 bet. I like him as a top 20 bet again this week. I'll be going back to that so long as I don't have my MLB video go forever and then I forget to put in my bets. But uh, pretty sure, pretty sure the God up is an absolute jam for me again.
3: Okay, I'm not, you know, I, I've actually taken a pretty good approach with this guy so far. It's been pretty profitable. Right now, it's early. It, mediocre ownership I was a little surprised I was prepared to tell you uh, the pivot is Johnny Vegas I think that's really sneaky he does a lot of the same things he's a really good easy course player mm-hmm. I go to our ownership and again it's very early I think a, a lot of people are already on Johnny Vegas to the point where you're almost choosing best available and that would swing it back to me maybe towards up. Ryan Palmer is also there I think that's an interesting name. There are options. That's all I'm saying. I know that a lot of people, uh, they like to play the new guys. That's just a fact. Got her up Tom Kim, and these guys maybe are that much better than the ranges. But there are pivots that I, I want to explore. Obviously, for me, you already said it. CT Pan, I think, sets up great. This is a guy that has shown that he can get crazy hot. He can win mm-hmm. in these type of conditions. Second at Windham, it has got a putt. He has to putt. That is always the thing. But if there is a surface that he thrives on, it would be bent grass. I think CT Pan is firmly in play.
2: He is definitely in play for me. Uh, he was the guy that I really wanted to click on. Again, you just compare his stats to everybody else in the range. Uh, T to green, 22nd, 34th, and DK scoring. Looks pretty good to me, comparable to everybody else we're looking at. I mean, 7,400 and up has have some definite options. I think we kind of bypassed Matt, Matt Kucher too.
3: Okay,
2: is this the first time? I haven't clicked on his name all year. I know that you've been in play on Matt yeah, Kutcher quite it. a bit, but Valero second, RBC Heritage third. He's shown some better stuff here coming into the summer. 45th Memorial, 47th Gen- the Scottish Open. doesn't really matter to me there, but I think this might be the first time I actually click on his name all year long. I just think you can make a boatload of birdies out of the middle of nowhere. And I mean, he's got 14% going his direction, but... I think it might be warranted. That's a weird thing to say.
3: No, I think you're onto something there because I was hoping people are getting, and this is just the facts, that people are just Better. getting sharper, willing to hold on and they're understanding to disregard recent form that has nothing to do with anything because he's regressed at the PGA, the Memorial, and the Scottish Open, but that has no correlation to what we're talking about here. And before that, as you mentioned, he was great. So I think you're onto something here. And this is what I was alluding to earlier. I can envision a build with Keegan ending with Kucher, and you pepper this range. I think that that is viable if you're building a bunch of teams.
2: I agree. Uh, very much so. Um, just wanted to give him a specific shout out. I would rather play but, him than Pendrith, That uh, yeah, the equal ownership we're looking at, which is uh, a weird thing for me to be saying because Taylor Pendrith uh, has shown some really good stuff. I mean, the 11th at the Barracuda, he had some decent results uh, throughout. He's made only cuts since he's been on the PGA tour here year in some of these starts. So I don't know. It, it, it's a weird thing to, to say that I'm in on
3: Matt Kuchar, but I am. As we work down, there's a lot of names, so you don't have to go through them all, but from 73 to flat seven, you know, Kitty Yama, Wyndham Clark, Svensson on the buyback, Callum tarrant Grayson Sig, Patrick Rogers, Schwab is back. I mean, do you have a priority? Where do you think, you know, looking again at ownership, it's pretty flat. You're, you're seeing a bunch of guys between five and 10%. No one stands out as the obvious chalk.
2: Yeah, nobody does. There's a lot of guys that I, I think you can make a case for Svensson's the most obvious to me in a buyback spot. Nick Hardy probably comes up for, for me okay. a little bit too. Um, just a guy that seems like he can score and and do it on some of these easier golf courses, I don't really. I mean, he showed a little bit more stuff on the Corn Ferry tour of uh, going back to April, but um feel like Grayson Sig as well is somebody that I'm gonna click on once Quite again, well. round two. Let's let's go back to that after a T10 uh at, at at the 3M open. He finished seventh there. Feel pretty good. Like he's he's got some decent form. I think there's a case to be made for Kitty where you know, just close your eyes, don't watch the putting, but I feel pretty confident that. There's a number of names you could land on. I think Svensson's probably my favorite guy to get to. I leaded to him at the top of the video. It's just a buyback spot. And you got to be able to write off one tournament sample sizes. And if you don't, you're just missing an opportunity to capitalize when these really good players start putting it together. Sixth at the Barbasalt, two back to back 25ths uh, at the John Deere Travelers, actually 21st at the RBC Canadian. So was coming in with some really great form, four consecutive top 25s, one bad week. On a golf course, we're off the tee. He was hitting it in the water. Negative 2.1 strokes gained off the tee. You have to just write off that stuff.
3: I don't mind writing it off. I will say that my biggest concern with Fenson is he's still riding an unsustainable putter, and that's going to regress. So he needs to, to get everything else in order before it does. He's gained eight straight events with the putter. He's not a notoriously good putter, and that is something he's either changed in his game, and we'll see, or he's headed for some problems. I like Grayson Sig.
0: holiday
3: Callum Taren's tough everything checks out I do think that maybe we've extracted some of the value there if I it's close Mm -hmm. I would go sig over Taren I don't know what else to really say though in terms of this range like sink probably a no will it's probably a no I think Patrick Rogers as a as a one-off is fine what about Schwab though
2: don't want to talk about him I'm going to have to click it.
3: It's I not that to. It's not that bad though. Like I thought it was going to be worse when I looked at the numbers. He actually played pretty well. He lost 4 strokes putting and the week before at the John Deere or the last tournament he played, I should say, he gained 4 strokes putting. Obviously, it's going to look a lot better. The irons were fine. The off the tee game is is a little messy. I, I think Schwab is fine. I'm not saying jam okay. him, but he's in play, there's no doubt.
2: Yeah, I I think last week there was more of a case. We have we have more, uh, I, I think it's more target-rich in the 7K range than what it was last week. I think there's better guys up top. Obviously, you don't have just Finau, Hideki uh, sitting at the top of the board. You get some other pieces throughout the 9K range, 8K range with some actual talent, better field. I don't think I have to do it as much. I'm also just like a lover scorned with him. I, I think what it is is that, for a guy like svenson i can see the case for oh well it's a blip on the radar i don't know what's going on with schwab i thought he was a pretty solid play last week i was way over on i played a lot of him in showdown Two over the weekend and that was just so brutal to watch um yeah he only made 10 birdies too in the process which is never never a plus John Deere Classic, 20 of them. I suppose I suppose I can get to a little bit, mainly because I can be talked into just about anything when it comes to Schwab, but uh, I will say that it does not feel good.
3: No, but that's fine. I mean, it's yeah. a range that, w- when you look at this range at a whole, what do you? What do we really see? We see a bunch of guys that are playing really well and have kind of, they used to be 6K golfers, and now they've solidified in the sevens. Callum Taron, Grayson Sig, even Svensson to an extent. Then you see the the pure wild cards, Kitty Yama, Doug Gim, Wyndham Clark, guys that week to week really don't bring a lot of made cut equity, but they bring top 10 equity, I would say. Then you've got Schwab, Fratelli, Molinax, Glickich, Smotherman, Shank. I think there's room for some of those guys in your portfolio. So I'm not sure how you hone in. I don't think any of them are cash viable. But when I look at it, I will take some shots on a guy like Matthias Schwab who hasn't putted at all at times. Think he's just as fine as any of these other guys maybe some of them have maxed out uh their finishing points based on the recent form
2: all right well i suppose can we talk about michael thor thor Bjornsson for a second too because no. no okay good talk glad we had it
3: yeah that, that's it you want to take him you you can you can take him as one of your your guys but you got to kick out goddard up no i don't is is this guy you're going to get a fourth guy now
2: no i i have i have a tight pool i take okay. haskins award winners basically mm-hmm. and i just jam
3: them oh yeah uh, unbelievably I'll so i'll give you him so i'll add i forgot i have one more guy for me i don't think he's in this tournament i don't know where okay. he is remember curtis luck curtis luck was one of my guys curtis luck yeah oh i i had kelly craft too that was kelly crafts in this tournament and is we he really? will talk about him and... okay I, really I talked actually, about him
2: last week, and yeah, he's, he's continuing say? to be my boy. I, I don't remember what you
3: said. I, I you're, you. you're more intelligent than me. I, I told you that there's an award, shout out to Fantasy Golf man the Kelly Craft Fish Play of the Week. Kelly Craft came in 11th. Really nice. I, he,
2: he was in my best lineup. You know who was also in that lineup? But Tia Schwab
3: was in that lineup, Ben. I, I will say, Kelly Craft did come in 11th. He gained point two strokes putting. Uh, Is that good? Yeah, that's not bad. That's his best. Uh, one one other time, <laughs> he's eclipsed that on tour. So I would be careful there. Now, maybe he rides that putter. I'm not playing Kelly Craft this week. I am. Oh, really? I have a little bit. Fuck give it. Give me, give me David Lipsky. Give me. What about Sepstraka? playing awful when i mean awful he's really bad right now
2: i would rather play me You're than sep straka i will go play sep straka for money tomorrow
3: sep yeah but he's playing it look at sep straka I, the honda that's all game. i see i mean yeah it's been bad but every one of these events is the open the scottish open travelers the u.s open memorial the pga championship like, if, if he replaced those with the Barbasol and the John Deere, what would we be saying, honestly?
0: I He'd suppose.
3: Like, oh, him Tarrant. Yeah, like, go, go play in the Open and get back. Not that the Open was difficult, but I'm not making my case for Seb Stracka. I'm just saying his name doesn't correlate with the sixes as much as some of these other guys. Like, Lee Hodges is coming up, and I get how people are getting there. I don't know, man, that that's that's a lot of recent form pressure, long term form. There's no doubt there's some better names. Ske-
2: <laughs> Stewie Stewart, like the nicest guy ever. Eric, how do you have any money? <laughs> just body. Just, bodying just, you. just <laughs> why? Why you come at me, bro? Why, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Oh, I just same. simply said, why not Kelly Craft? I like T-11s. I'm happy with it. Uh, Bo Hostler. Let's just have an all putting team like Denny McCarthy, Bo Hosler, Kelly Kraft.
3: Yeah. I mean, you can definitely shade to some of these putters down here. I I'd like to go the other way. Like what about guys like Higo? Oh no. Now I mean, Higo was, he lost five strokes off the tee and five strokes on the approach, which is almost impossible. But if you are looking at, again, we're talking about large field tournaments these are the type of guys, Haggy, Higo, I'm gonna look at at least. I don't think I need to get to all of them because unless you're going like can't lay fee now, what's the point? Why not right. land in the Kucher range? But to me, there's a couple names in the mid sixes that I'm okay with.
2: Yeah, I again, there's going to be somebody that emerges from this range. For me, it's just kind of grappling at straws to figure out who it might be. I got like, I think- one guy,
3: but go ahead. You have one guy. I got one guy. I actually, I'm guy ready I just for it. Some real. Just I mean, I, just don't say Rory Sabatini. No, I didn't know he was in the tournament. Okay, well that's
2: good. Well, you said Hago already. Sixty-five hundred, <laughs> bright red across my screen in my spreadsheet. That seems not good. So uh yeah, that's these, unfortunate.
3: Those are flyers. My favorite guy from the mid sixes. Can I guess? I want to guess. Oh, oh you ruined it, Cam Sorry, Percy. Sorry, bro. It's okay. You can still guess if you want. Oh, we were having camera Percy look at that Aussies cam Davis camper it's like I was saying to someone the other day ironically I play cam Davis and cam Percy and cam champ and cam Smith are the two guys that actually win from the group of cams and I I never get them right but Cameron Percy first of all you're getting seven to one for a top 10 top 20 you're getting near three to one for a top 40 I like those bets a lot This guy's made three or four cuts, 3M open 26, gained four and a half on the approach. He's gained with the putter in four of five. He's gained around the green in four straight. He's a notorious, calm, easy course conditions. He doesn't have a preferred surface because he's a terrible putter. But if it was one, it would be bent. I think that Cam Percy at 65, no one's going to play him, obviously. He can make this cut. He can lean on the approach. Maybe he converts a little more putts as he's been doing. I think he makes this cut and he returns good value in the mid sixes.
2: And you're not getting anything better than that from me. I can promise. I have nothing under sixty five
3: hundred. Okay, not a thing. Question from chat: Are we not worried about driving accuracy on this course? No. I'm not really worried about it either, mostly because you can work in and out of trouble. And we've seen guys choose to be aggressive here. You could club down if you want, but I I think guys are gonna push it to the limit and they'll be just fine. Yep.
2: You're gonna be able to hit a lot of drivers in spots where you just get it the shorter club in, whether you're in the rough or not. It it's just kind of shown it's just kind of shown to to not really matter here. Small sample yeah. size, but
3: overall, no there's like 50 guys left and I think it's pretty safe to say I don't see any reason to go that low you you have anyone yep. from the depths
2: I, I I I thought I could say something about Camilo Vajegas but then I don't want to oh yeah um <laughs> I don't know I that was like the only guy that I had like a share of in in my 150 when I was just kind of building it out earlier but there's just no way that I'm going to land on anybody
3: here. Cole Hammer, that experiment's over. That's, that's what I wanted to talk about. No. I'm interested to see how, you know, I'm not going to bury Cole Hammer on the show, but Cole Hammer, it's not working right now. I feel uh, bad
2: for him. I he's mean, he's, he's like one of the most touted amateurs in a long time. He won, US, uh, he won the four ball when he was like 16 or 17 years old with his partner. He won U.S. Junior. He won, I mean, he was the guy, number one amateur. And it has not been good. Texas tried to change his golf swing. He has not really recovered from that. It's been tough.
3: We'll have to see because, again, for every God or a Cole Hammer has been a thing. Uh, I don't know what to really make of him. Clearly, you're taking a wait-and-see approach. I don't even think that's debatable at this point. Just don't play him. What about Scott Piercy? He melted on Sunday. Interesting name. He gained nine strokes putting, though, and that's the outlier of all outliers. He's a terrible putter. I don't really see the need to go there. He's close enough to the 7K range where I'll find a couple hundred bucks and play. Even like Hayden Buckley and Hadley, who we didn't really talk about. Two guys we were on last week. Hayden Buckley was actually really good for May. Uh, Returned nice value. I'll go right back to them before I click Pierce. eh? Most outlier
2: putting performance of the season.
3: Yeah, I think that's Not
2: even... Not even close. And if you watched, you know what I'm talking about because I played, I mean, again, I was, I was watching my dog. My wife was working Comic-Con. So my weekend was playing pretty heavy showdown golf, was playing a lot of MLB. And you know what? Didn't go well because somehow Scott Percy made every freaking putt. And then on it Sunday, was he was the easiest fade ever, you know, when you start having placement points in, into account. And it didn't matter because I was underweight to fiend out like a fish.
3: It happens. I mean, guys get hot with the putter, but it's really hard to bank on that. And he's in. If he was 6,400, I would say, you know what? Maybe take the flyer. The opportunity cost is massive. There's 10, 15 guys we talked about, plus or minus a couple hundred bucks in the upper sixes. All right, we got about a couple minutes left again. Prize picks. Subscribe stochastic.com/slash/join if you want to get inside the ropes. We got stuff for you, no doubt about it, I believe. Every time I say this, Tyler, I get it wrong. But PGA Strategy Show, that is our promo code for this show. Look at that. PGA Strategy Show, that's going to get you 50% off your first week of any weekly package. There's no reason not to get off. I should have just said, look at the screen, because now it's there. Good job, everyone. Promo code, PGA Strategy Show, 50% off your first week of Stochastic Plus Platinum. Great tools, great opportunities, not just with PGA, you guys do a great job with baseball. Certainly, mercifully, I am not involved there. I do about baseball, but other than that, oh, that's boy. where we're at. Anything else? I want to see how the weather splits come out tomorrow night. Live before lock, we'll be answering your questions. No doubt about it. I think we're we're in good shape here, though, to set the table for what should be a very interesting Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, this
2: is a time of year where you could have pop up storms show up whenever over Detroit. You could have rain and stuff. It looks clear, looks like it's going to be a fun golf tournament. And uh, again, I like this, these old style golf courses. I, I don't mind having a shootout here or there. That's for sure. Not everything needs to be eight, 10, 12 winner, uh 12 under to the winner or last week, which I think played a little bit more difficult than a lot it of did. people were anticipating. No doubt about it. Uh, myself included, but uh, I think it's going to be a fun week. Don't be afraid to to take some stronger stands, especially for me. I, I think a lot of them make or break is going to be what you decide to do in that 9K range because that 10K range, they're just getting peppered. I think it's unavoidable you're going to have shares of some of those guys. But for me, Homa, Davis, and then uh, Keegan Bradley, one-time dealer. Keegan Bradley to win the golf tournament. Let's go.
3: Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway is this late in the season, really try to parse through the recent form because some guys have been playing in the Open Championship in the Scottish Open, while other guys are playing in the Barbasol – and all field events and it, it can mask what's going on. I'm not saying just disregard it, but you got to be aware of, of who's been playing against two and where they've been playing. Cause it really does change things. So on that note, we're going to bounce on out of here. Well, I'll take one more. Zach Johnson at 67. What on FanDuel? Uh, well, on FanDuel is different price. Pretty. He just doesn't really do anything. His off the T games really weak. I don't hate it. Again, I'd rather pay the money to go into the sevens if I could or I'd play Cam Percy. But, again, we'll sort that out when we get the tea times tomorrow night. Yeah. Thanks again, guys, for hopping in. It's one of my favorite shows of the week each and every Tuesday. We will be doing it as long as there is golf. Hit the like button on your way out. Thanks to Tyler behind the glass. Good luck, everyone. Enjoy. We'll talk to you guys soon.
0: holiday
1: new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new. Connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com.